everyone, welcome to Stress-Free Teens Paper Plane Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Sun, and Stress-Free Teens Director of Public Speaking. Here at Stress-Free Teens, we're all about raising awareness and advocating for mental health issues. And this podcast is one of our many, many ways that we want to help people. Our guest speaker today is Thomas Gowden. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Gowden. <laughs> it's Gowden. a strange okay. name. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, thank mm-hmm. you for joining us. How are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be with you guys today talking about this. Okay. Um, to start out, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, such as your hobbies and passions? Yeah. So I am uh, 23 years old. I graduated in 2018 from Furman University. I have my degree in physics and a minor in science education. Um, I am about to start moving to New Mexico and start attending New Mexico Tech as a graduate student in physics. Uh, as a hobbies, I um, am an avid hiker. I'm a big soccer fan. I play ultimate frisbee, and I'm also an amateur astronomer when I'm not, you know, professionally doing astrophysics. I like to go out and take photos of the sky and, you know, to point out constellations to my friends. I also have spent some time as an educator, especially in planetariums in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow, that's super interesting. Um, why did you decide to study physics in college? Did you always know you were going to a STEM-related field? So I actually didn't always know that I was going into a STEM-related field. I, my father has his PhD in biology, so I was always around the STEM majors and the STEM professors in that department and felt comfortable with it. But throughout high school, I actually thought I was going to be an archaeologist and was obsessed with Greek and Roman history. It took my AP calculus class my senior year of high school where I realized one day that I was going to miss my math homework, which caused me to become a math major going into my freshman year of college. I didn't decide to switch into the hard sciences from math until I did a museum internship in Chattanooga, Tennessee, my freshman year of college, where they had me building electric circuits and teaching some science, hands-on science on the floor of the museum. And I sort of realized how much I loved physics and being engaged in teaching physics and sort of led me down this path that sort of has ended in physics and astronomy instead of math and history. Yeah, I'm glad you found out like your path and you chose to do what you love. Yeah, so one of the things that I'm really proud of that I did when I was an undergraduate in college was something called March for Science. So after the 2016 election, you started to see a bunch of these organizations spring up advocating for our legislators in the United States to protect groups who might have been sort of attacked or um, looked down upon by the administration coming into power in 2017, which of course started leading to people marching on Washington in mass, starting with the Women's March in 2017, the day after Donald Trump was inaugurated. The next day, a group of science postdocs and undergraduates and scientists around the country got together and decided that we wanted to stand up for science the way that women had stood up for women's rights in the U.S. So we started this group called March for Science with the goal of marching on Washington, D.C. to advocate for protection for our scientists who were working in the federal government and for using science-based policy to advocate for the common good of all United States citizens and people around the world. So I joined the second day that it was had been founded. I emailed a postdoc named Jonathan Berman, who immediately put me on as the director of social media for the country as a 20-year-old undergraduate, which was a big responsibility. Um, Immediately, I had 20 volunteers working for me and was put uh, to work growing our social media, our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, from eight followers to 1.2 million in a couple of weeks, um, all leading up to the March for Science uh, in, on April 22nd, Earth Day 2017. I was lucky enough to actually go to 
March for Science 2017 to coordinate uh, teach intents to educate the people who were there with Earth Day Network and to be at the front of the march marching down Constitution Avenue um, from Washington D from the Washington Monument all the way to the U.S. Capitol building, which was an incredible experience. But as you can imagine, as an undergraduate, was a very stressful experience and led to a very very crazy semester trying to balance you know three physics classes and a calculus class and 16 hours a day of social media work for a national advocacy group. Wow, that's really impressive. You're like 20 years old. I mean, yeah. I, wow, that's a lot of work. It, it was a lot of work. I didn't get much sleep that semester and, you know, really struggled to find that balance between, you know, how you go, how much time I should spend on my classes and my physics and how much time I should be engaged in social media work and March for Science. And it was definitely something that, you know, had to be figured out over a period of time. And I would like be on Slack talking with my volunteers up until the minute that class started. And then I would like shut my phone off for class and then immediately in 10 minute break, try and catch up on the 150 notifications I'd gotten. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Cause mm. you need like a lot of like stress and time management to do like oh. a lot of extracurriculars and school. At the same oh time. yeah. No. Yeah, no, it's a very important thing yeah. to be able to manage your time well, especially as an undergraduate in the STEM world where you feel like you constantly need to be in classes, where you constantly need to be doing your work. But, you know, it's also important to do things on the side because without it, I don't think a good balance can exist and you can't really have that yeah. good mental health that you need to be a successful college student. Yeah, agreed. Um, going in, like leading on from this, um, can you explain your experience with like stress other besides like from school and like um, doing March for Science, like stress, like, like time management and balanced lifestyle regarding like having a social life, doing like school and doing like March for Science, like how do you do it all, like all at the same time and have a balanced lifestyle, you know, and like go into imposter syndrome that you mentioned yeah. before regarding this? Yeah, so one of the big things for me that I found in physics that stressed me out was this sort of psychological phenomenon called imposter syndrome, where you notice people in your classes who seem to understand things a little better than you. They seem to be flying through the math where you're struggling. Their research seems to be going better than you. They're getting better grades. And it can really be easy to sort of fall into this discouraging thought of, wow, I just don't, this person is so much better than me. Do I even belong in this major? Do I need to change majors? And it's a really important thing to sort of overcome that feeling because, you know, just because you're not the top of the class doesn't mean that you don't belong or you're not still successful in your own right. As long as you're there, you're working hard, you're trying, that's really the most important thing to me, at least, that matters in being a STEM major. And, you know, I was never the top of all of my classes, but I still feel like I had a pretty good undergraduate experience. And even going into graduate school where having had very limited research opportunities in my undergraduate I sort of felt like I wouldn't belong at the master's level, but I, you know, still managed to find a master's degree and I'm excited to start trying it out. So as long as you can really like have that positive attitude and believe in yourself, that's really key, I think, to managing your stress as a STEM major. But there's also mm -hmm. the time management aspect to it. If you're not, you know, if you don't have a friend group outside of your classes who you're meeting with on a regular basis to sort of blow off some steam, getting yourself out of the lab or volunteering with student organizations around campus or, you know, even just going out on a hike or being active, it can be sort of easy to fall into this discouraging pattern of feeling like you're always working when the more you work, there's sort of reaches a point where you can reach diminishing returns on how much work is going to lead to success for you in school. If you don't sort of strike that balance, you're gonna have a really hard time trying, sort of maintaining your mental health to the degree you need to be successful because, you know, STEM majors are hard. It, 
there are some really legitimate stresses and challenges that come with it. So it, the key is management and balance, at least in my opinion. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Like I understand that you need like school isn't everything. You don't have to be mm -hmm. like the top of your class to like yeah. succeed in life. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't dictate your future. Mm -hmm. And I, under I understand that. But um, I have a question that's kind of like similar to what you were talking about. You said that like have with the right mindset that anyone is able to pursue a career in STEM. Do you think that like is true? Like anyone just like if you're interested in like it's that's the right field for you. Do you think like everyone can do it if they really wanted to, or it's just not for everyone? I think if you're talking, it depends on your definition of like a STEM career, at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're talking about the stereotypical researcher in a big lab or at a university, I do think that there's a certain personality that lends itself better to that. That's not to say that there's not people who are successful who have varying personalities. But I think if you expand your definition of what STEM careers can be, I think there is a role for mm -hmm. everyone who wants to be in that sort of field. Okay. I think we always need more STEM educators, STEM advocacy policy positions that I think require completely different skill sets and completely different mindsets that you're to the ones that you might need to be a really good dedicated you know lab researcher so I really think that it depends on what you want to do and how you approach it how what sort of you feel like your niche can be but yes okay. to be a very specific to be a researcher there is you know it's you there is sort of a determination that you need to have. You need to go into it that mindset that you need to be working hard, you need to be self-motivated, you need to be independent, and you need to be at least willing to put in a really, you can't slack off and be successful. Yeah. That's what I'll okay. Say. Okay, yeah, so you're basically saying, like, there's a lot of, like, different fields and different, like, mm -hmm. unique jobs for, like, that person, for the specific yeah. person. Okay. I think it depends yeah. on what you're researching and what your major is, too. So what I yeah. am successful as as a physics major is going to be very different from how I might be successful, say, in biology or psychology. Okay, yeah. Um, is there a more specific, like, um, category you're going with physics, or is it just physics overall? Um, so I'm actually studying astronomical instrumentation. So I'm going to be um, out in the New Mexican desert building telescopes uh, for my full research experience. Oh, wow. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and what is a piece of advice you would give to young adults and teens regarding stress and mental health, not just regarding like school, but like everything? I think, especially for young people, it's really easy to sort of think that you're the only one going through this or that mm -hmm. you are alone and feel like the weight of the world's on you. And I think the biggest piece of advice I would give to someone is just to say that you don't have to do it alone. Find a group of friends who you can sort of trust and talk to or find your parents and have put allow them to help you out with it or even you know counseling is a great resource and being able to talk to someone professionally on a weekly basis can be a really really good thing for your mental health and can really help you just be successful in just all aspects of life i really think that that's a really important part of being a healthy person is not going at it alone and not sort of internalizing and crushing yourself with this weight of stress and mental health issues but to sort of allow your be open to others helping you out okay yeah you should have a very like good support system mm -hmm. throughout life and like yeah. friends and family to help yeah i agree with that mm -hmm. and um more specifically what advice would you give to someone who wants to go into a stem career fair but is in high school right now what steps do you think they should take um the most important thing to me is perseverance you know it's mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who just who jump into their first year of college and they're like, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be an engineer. And then they hit their calculus class or they're going to chemistry class and they realize, you know, it's 
not quite what they had envisioned to be. You know, our pop science definitions of what a scientist is can be very different from what the nitty gritty day-to-day -day activities of science can be. So this, you have to be prepared to persevere and to struggle through some of the ups and downs of it. You might go a year and not have any results, or you might have these challenging classes that you feel like you don't understand at all. But that's not, that doesn't, shouldn't drive you away from it, but should make you sort of give you this perseverance and drive to keep going through the hard parts because it's, you know, it's definitely yeah. not an easy thing at times. Sometimes <laughs> science yeah. can be a really tricky, hard thing to do. Yeah, agreed. Um, you said you have like ups and downs when mm -hmm. going to the STEM um, field and major. Um, what mm -hmm. are like specific for you? Like what are some like challenges and the best things that happen to you when doing, when studying physics? Oh man, challenges studying physics. There were a lot of them. There were it's semesters. Worse. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always that class that you have when you're studying something like physics, where the math just completely goes over your head. I remember my first week of studying electromagnetism, where the professor just sort of came in and started talking, and I had no idea any of the math behind this because I hadn't taken the prerequisite math class yet, and so I just was deer in headlights lost the entire time we had, and it took me about a month to sort of catch up and find my footing, um, which can be a struggle, but, you know, I think that the best thing that physics did for me, especially as an undergraduate, was give me opportunities to learn what I liked, what I found important in life, and sort of drove me towards my career. I was able to work not just on classes or on research opportunities, but was able to work in an observatory and in a planetarium and be a teaching assistant, which sort of gave me sort of these experiences that gave me sort of different career trajectories I might look into and see what I liked, what I didn't like, how, where do I want to go from here? Um, which is always a very important thing because there are a lot of opportunities and a lot of options and it can be very hard to sort of navigate your life once you graduate with that degree. Yeah. Um, you said that, um, sorry, I like blanked out. Um, You're good? Hold on. It was like, yeah, uh, it, was, it was like regarding, um, oh yeah, you said you had a science education minor, you said? Yes. Yeah. Um. Are you going to like teaching field with that? You want to be a professor or teacher, or are do you was just interested in it? So I picked it up because I had worked two summers in a museum and wanted to sort of see that through as an educator, and it allowed me to be a teaching assistant when there hadn't been a teaching assistant in my department in a decade. It allowed me to sort of uh sort of test the waters, and I thought for a while that I really did want to be a museum educator and be in a planetarium full time. It took actually going into the planetarium world to decide that, you know, that might not be for me. I might want to pursue academia a little bit more fully and oh. see what that's like. But I think that the education minor was one of the most important things that I did as an undergraduate because it allowed me to develop skills you might not develop just in the course of your physics classes. Mm -hmm. I got to be a, I actually, one of the things I value a lot more than a lot of majors is my public speaking skills and the confidence I got from being in front of crowds and talking to people of all ages is a really important thing that has guided my career and sort of given me the skills I need to move forward into graduate school in a very unique way. Yeah, I can tell like, you're very good at like speaking like fluent and like you're you. very comfortable with talking to like a stranger. So like that Oh yeah, sense. yeah. No, yeah. I, I have lots of experience in that. You, you get a lot yeah. of when you're in a planetarium, you see a bunch of different people every day and mm -hmm. you have to sort of be thinking on your feet. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very like important skill in any like 
job and field. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Especially if you go to graduate school, there's a lot of teaching responsibilities that come with it. I'll be a teaching assistant in graduate school, and you also have outreach opportunities, and uh, there's always opportunity. When you're applying for grants, you have to sort of think about how you're going to do outreach with your research grants. So being able to have that mindset is a very important thing that could help you out in your future. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, so that's all the questions I have for today. Thank you for being here. Yeah. I like had a really good time. I learned a yeah. lot. I, yeah, I'm not that into STEM myself, so I didn't like know that, that much. But yeah, like, I thought it was like just one like road like for physics, like people who do physics, like it's like, but it's very like branching, as you said, and there's like many different ways you can pursue with that major, you know? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. there's a lot of things you can do in STEM. It's great to learn yeah. about all the different ways you can do it. <laughs> Okay, um, before I leave, um, are there any socials you want to promote or emails or anything? Yeah, so um, my Instagram, um, it is Tommy Boy Godden is where I do most of my astrophotography. So if you check me out on there, I post a couple of my, you know, beautiful pictures every once in a while. I'll try and do some education and talk about any astronomy events coming up as much as I possibly can. So check that out. Um, that's sort of the main social media I use. Okay, um, is there an uh, Instagram for like March for Science or anything? Yes, March, for, March okay. for Science has an Instagram, it has a Twitter, there's a big Facebook group that um, you can still mm -hmm. get added to that posts all sorts of science articles from scientists around the world. So check those out, check out March for Science. I personally am not involved with it anymore. It became a little bit too much for me uh, going forward, but um, uh, they do great work around the world. They've continued to do marches every single year and uh, continue to promote science advocacy on a worldwide scale. So, okay, yeah. great. Thank you. I had so much yeah. fun today. It was great yeah, to meet you. Yeah, I did too. Mm -hmm. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening to our Paper Plane podcast. Let us know by email or Instagram if you have any questions, topics you would like us to discuss, or any people you would like to see guest star in our next episode. Of course, please make sure to check out our social media at Stress Free Teen. And we hope you tune in next time. Have a spectacular day.